Welcome to Life Together, a podcast for Gresham Bible Church, where we exist to glorify God in being disciples who make disciples of all people through the transforming power of the gospel. This is producer Jordan filling in for Pastor Mike on the intro this week. On this week's episode, Josh and Mike sit down to have a discussion about depression. They talk about can Christians be depressed? Spoiler, they can. They talk about their own issues of experiencing depression in their lives, and they talk about uh, biblical ideas and examples of how to work through depression that may come on us, even in our lives as believers. Uh, pray that this episode will be helpful and encouraging to some who may struggle with depression themselves or those who can be an asset to those around them that are struggling with it. Josh, we're in the beginning of 2022, which is crazy to say out loud. Mm. And uh, around the beginning of the year, if we're all being honest, is often when we can start to, you know, battle depression or we hear people say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. So we wanted to have an episode about depression, which probably is not the most exciting podcast oh, episode. Yay. Oh, yeah. yay. Depression. But uh, we want to be honest. So let's mm-hmm. have a, a podcast episode to talk about it. So um, there's a lot that could be said, but I thought maybe just like an entry point would be for us just to bounce around briefly why we want to talk about it and we'll go from there. So Josh, why do you think it's important that we talk about depression? I think so for the reason alone that most, if not many, just struggle with depression at different levels in different ways. People often can maybe even wonder, do I have depression? Uh, What does that look like? Um, And I I also think there's a lot of um, guilt or maybe shame around even being able to admit Mm -hmm. that you're not doing well Mm -hmm. and that the melancholy that you're experiencing is just not going away. And as a church, we uh, emphasize us being a church family, being a relationally driven church, to not be some fake plastic church, but a real genuine body of believers. Amen. And so we want to be able to talk about anything that we're really dealing with in an open, honest sort of way. Because in my experience of depression, even in my own life, uh, getting it out and talking about it is the path towards uh, greater hope and help and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So just talking about it alone, you can find community and support. And I think that's really important for us to kind of cultivate. Amen. Well yeah. said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so when we say depression, like, would you just help us think about that a little bit? What do we mean when we say we're going to talk about depression or someone's feeling depressed? Like, what are those clarifying questions you might ask? You know, what does that mean? Is that melancholy? Is it clinical depression? Just what do we mean by that? Yeah, I think that's really tricky uh, because depending on the person, it could be manifested in different ways Mm. and different levels maybe of it as well, where as some people might have um, like a clinical sort of depression where there's like a chemical issue that requires medicine um, to help that person. I mean, that's a, that's a different kind of depression, uh, but it's definitely depression. I think some people might just struggle with a lot of shame in their life. Um, and so that can bring about a lot of bouts of depression, um, just a, maybe unresolved grief, 
Um, there could be just seasons of melancholy. Um, you, maybe there was expectations in your life that just haven't been met. And, and so um, you feel a sense of melancholy or depression around that. And so there, to me, there seems to be a real spectrum of mm-hmm. how people might experience this. And it's a little bit different than just seasons of like a, a short season of sorrow or a bad day, you know, yeah. but depression would be just sort of this um, ongoing um, at times without explanation, um, cloud that hangs over your head. Mm. Uh, for, for me in my life, at least, it has often manifested itself in, in my worst seasons as just a numbness. Uh, the things that I normally enjoy doing, I no longer find interest okay. in them. And that doesn't mean that those interests have been replaced. I just haven't enjoyed anything. And so it's just sort of that season of numbness. It's a season uh, for some people of... Uh, yeah, just lack of interest in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of don't feel very much. Um, I think Bob Dylan called it being tangled up in the blue, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so different people have different uh, ways of describing it. I've heard some people describe it as like a jazz piece of music. So if you're really into jazz, you're probably <laughs> depressed. I don't know. Yeah. But um, but really just that sense of the unresolved sort of minor chord of life if mm. you're into music so mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know how yeah, you would think about it but i'm not trying to say right. it's everything it's not everything but i think there are differences in how people have experienced it yeah yeah i mean we'll further the conversation here in a minute but just to be transparent you have shepherded me through depression like about a year and a half ago uh, I was depressed. Um, I won't make this total downer episode, but um, I didn't know it <clears throat> until Carrie and some friends lovingly said, hey, I think you're depressed and here's why. And straight up, uh, wasn't just melancholy into de- depression, not who I was, had no joy, all what you said, and you ministered to me. And mm. we had a conversation. And um, so I appreciate how you pastorally have shepherded me personally in this space. Mm. And just so uh, that we're being upfront, like this isn't a foreign concept or idea that we're talking about here. So, oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Can I ask you, like, yeah. what? what you um, were thinking about in that season and maybe even mm-hmm. what kind of got you out of that? Um, I've tried to reflect back on it because if I'm being really just upfront, it scares me to get there again. And I yep. don't want to go there, nor mm. does my family want me to get to that space. And yet I may uh, outside of my control at some level. But to me, there was a link with burnout. So with mm. work was super stressful, uh, working too much. You were in a GBC then? I was so not at GBC. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, that was no one old, ever burns out in ministry. <laughs> oh, no, okay. never. Ever. That would never happen. Uh, so yeah, for me, it was definitely just kind of, you know, just being um, spent. And then that went into depression. Uh, yeah, I could say a lot more, but that was that was the driver, I think. So. Yeah, I think there's a lot, oftentimes, a, a, like a hopelessness in depression, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. nothing will ever change. I don't even know what I'm hoping will be the new desired outcome in my life. Yep. Um, those can often be huge contributing factors. Yeah. So, I, how about for you just to press into that a little bit more? You've shared already on this podcast that you've struggled with depression. So, mm-hmm. what does that look like for you? Yeah, I'd say when it's the worst for me is just those seasons of numbness mm-hmm. where the things that I often find joy in or um, whatnot, uh, like good God-given pleasure in, uh, no longer interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I begin to get a little nervous, a little scared. Okay, what's going on? Yeah. Why Why is this thing that I normally would wake up and, you know, just 
whether it's they're not going to listen to this so i think they're fine but uh just like playing with my kids or being around family or um for me it would be listening to music or enjoying coffee or um uh, playing music even or watching sports playing i mean all these things mm-hmm. that i normally enjoy just losing interest in anything mm-hmm. um has been often how it manifests itself in my life i'd say coupled with that um has been bouts of dealing with shame in my life that i know jesus has borne and dealt with mm-hmm. but i still look back and i'm like man i wish i would have done this differently in my life or why did i make that decision at this point or man i really screwed that up and so just kind of dealing with a sense of who i am Mm-hmm. how I've not lived up to expectations I even have for myself or um, who I think a, a good man should be or mm-hmm. a godly pastor, husband, father, whatever it is, good friend, son, um, just that, that sense of shame, like I'm not living up to even my own expectations. So mm-hmm. for me, it's often just those two um, things. It's it's dealing with shame. It's dealing with lack of interest. Um, there's probably some togetherness in those two things i'm not really quite sure but sometimes it's just um a little bit of both i think burnout sometimes maybe but yeah so you said earlier that uh, you often see excuse me a link with shame and depression so you've lived that Mm -hmm. like you know those two play together for you right yes absolutely okay yeah um this might sound like an obvious question but just reflecting on what we're talking about Mm. um would you agree with the statement that a Christian can be depressed? No, no, no. Oh, man, I, I was assuming that was a leading question. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the answer is yes. Full but, confession, but, not a but, yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to spend a little bit of time exploring that together. Mm-hmm. So why can a Christian be depressed? And where I'm getting to, I'm trying to kind of draw out any misconceptions. Yeah. Someone may have about, oh, it's just that you know you don't have enough faith, or you haven't read your Bible enough. Not saying those things don't bring life into mm-hmm. our soul, but um, like, why can a Christian be depressed? Just what would you say? Yeah, I think there can be a misunderstanding within Christianity and some teaching within Christianity that's not true. Mm-hmm. That um, basically, if you want to apply the teaching and the and the true reality that um, the old has passed away and the new has come and we are new creations in Christ, that um, people can misapply that and misinterpret it to think that that means I will never struggle with sin again, or which most people then end up still sinning and struggling with that and going, okay, can't fully mean that yet. But they apply it to other ways in their life of, well, why would I be down? Why would I be feeling this way if I'm a new creation? So maybe I've done something wrong. Maybe there's some like unconfessed sin in my life. And so Mm -hmm. we kind of have a misunderstanding of what it means to be a new creation. We live in a fallen world. We are not the people um, that we should be. Um, We... uh, we have sin in our life. The world is broken. And because of that, we are broken as well. Um, we've contributed to that brokenness and things aren't the way they should be. And so mm-hmm. we don't have this great promise that there will no longer be um, a reality of depression and struggles in our emotional lives um, until that day that I pass from death to life and see my Savior face to face. And so yeah. it's just something that we live with um, as we live in a, a world where suffering still comes. And mm-hmm. so um, so I'd say at just a top level, um, we live in a broken world, right? And we're still not fully sanctified people yeah. um, who no longer are touched by suffering. And so uh, that's just going to be normal. But secondly, I mean, I also would say that um, Christians uh, can be depressed because when I read the Bible, um, I you find a lot of 
depressed heroes in the faith. Yes. You know, like I had a short list here of, um, and, and you could you could argue about. I'm not trying to read into depression into some people's lives, but so you could talk about this in terms of melancholy, just despair. You know that sort of cloud hanging over the head. Bob Dylan's tangled up in the blue. Whatever you want to say it. Um, these are all shades of, of this depression. But Moses, right in Numbers 11, um, he he's told to weep before the Lord of the burden of leading God's people, and he says, "God, just kill me." Basically, um, you we have like Naomi who has this troubled history. Uh, she's ripped from her family at a young age. Um, she marries some loser husband. You know, has two sons who. Who are both miserable and useless. One's name actually means useless. Um, and she says, things are far more bitter for me than you because God has raised his fist at me. Mm. Or you have Hannah in Samuel chapter one who just weeps bitterly before the Lord because she cannot have kids. Right. You have David who wrote all these Psalms and they're really honest, you know, and David killed giants you know yeah. i don't know any of us have ever killed a giant maybe <laughs> on like some video game you think you're cool but you know what i mean like we've we've not had that sort of experience in our life yet someone like david even struggles elijah in first kings 19 after he just sees this magnificent um glory of god pour down on mark Car- uh, mount carmel you know when the true living god shows up and then, you know, First uh, Kings 19, he's just like, God, take my life. Um, Job, like the entire book, <laughs> yes. right? Uh, Jonah, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of that in his life. Jeremiah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who wrote Lamentations. Uh, Solomon, even, we looked at Ecclesiastes, and how many times did Solomon say in Ecclesiastes, I despaired, I hated life, I despaired of it, oh, of man. life itself. You know, it's all worthless. Um, Paul in Second Corinthians says he was burdened beyond strength that he despaired of life itself. So I just feel like the Bible's really honest about our pain, and as Christians, it'd be really good for us to be to at least ask ourselves: Am I as honest as the Bible is Amen. about what it means to know God and follow Him in this world, and um, still? Uh, struggle with these things. Yeah. So well, you're in good company if you're depressed. That's so helpful just to hear you call those things out in scripture. Yeah, we are in good company, broken world, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. yeah. How about um, what have you found helpful? Josh, I mean, there's so much we just bounce this around back and forth. Mm-hmm. But when in your own personal struggle with depression or when you've counseled people from your pastoral experience, what have you found helpful and i don't mean just in like the healing moving forward but i mean when you feel like you're in the bottom of the pit when the clouds of darkness are you know dark blinding all the light like what have you found helpful to um be reminded of in those moments that are are true i just thought that'd be worth hearing you speak to that in my own life personally yeah in your own life personally or in your pastoral experience yeah like someone yourself someone is in that place nothing there's no enjoyment in your life uh you're wondering what the purpose is um some people can get to the point of hey the best path forward is to take my own life Mm. even i'm not trying to sound uh trite but Mm. right depression can get to Mm -hmm. that place so what are those things that you think are important to Mm. recognize to um speak to to point to in that moment in order to take that next step forward yeah 
Uh, I'd say step one, mm-hmm. uh, tell some people. Yeah. I mean, just be honest. I mean, I was reading this before um, we talked, but C.S. Lewis has a quote, I think, in his book, Problem of Pain. He says, mental pain is less dramatic than physical pain. It's more common and also more difficult to bear. The frequent attempt to conceal mental pain increases the burden. It's easier to say my tooth is aching than to say my heart is broken. Mm. And I think that's just really true. And so I think if I can at least go, hey, uh, I'm, I'm just not doing great. Yeah. Uh, and just say, I, I don't want to talk. Even if you're like, I don't want to talk about it, but I just need someone to know I'm not mm-hmm. doing okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really good step. And just having people know, having people pray for you, having people just show up in your life, yeah. you know, uh, being known um, is a powerful thing mm-hmm. uh, because once you're known in a little bit better way and people still show up, they still love you. It kind of, it really helps. Um, Amen. I think that'd be step one is just to kind of be open with people. Um, I'd say another really practical thing that I've found that's helped me and others is reading the Psalms. So in a season where you're really struggling with depression, just like maybe just stop reading other parts of the Bible, just read the Psalms, you know, I mean, I'm not saying don't read the rest of the Bible, but like if you had to pour yourself over the pages of any part of the Bible, I'd say the Psalms, they're really, um, obviously poetic, um, they're uh, vivid, Mm -hmm. they're honest. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just so much help there in the Psalms. So those are, I mean, I I could have a huge list of things I could say, but but right there, right right away um, is really important. Um, I I do, I guess there's a third thing that I think would be really worth saying that's really helped me and I know others is you just to kind of keep showing up. so as you're telling people how you're doing, um, when you're battling with melancholy and depression, you want to just check out, you want to give up. And it's really important to be gracious with yourself and merciful and take a day or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Go pursue things that are normally life giving to you, even if they don't bring you life. Um, but I think you're really just going to be helped by showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it helps just to keep going to the gathering on Sundays, hearing God's word, celebrating the gospel, um, show up to my community group, my men's group, um, showing up in life just to other, to work, to other relationships. Even when you don't want to do it, um, that's actually the thing you need, yeah. right? It's, it's when I withdraw, it's when I pull the curtain shut sort of mentality and don't, associate with people and do normal life that actually things double back and get worse. Um, So I'd say that open up, read the Psalms, keep doing your normal life. Mm. Um, Cause it's a fight. It's a fight. So those are big things that come to my mind, but do you have anything? Yeah, no, I just appreciate your honesty. It's lived for you. You've um, again, pastored me in this. So yeah, all of what you said, I love the Psalms and part of that's like good. the it's Lord's in the Bible. So. Yeah. And then it's in the Bible. Good answer. No, he's like, God's tattooed it into my soul and mm. just the emotions of it. God's emotions of it just show up. You know, mm. Psalm 42, Psalm 70, 73, 26, mm. just there's so many things in Psalms that are, are good for us. Um, there's a reason why in church tradition, right? It's a book of prayer and book of song where to sing uh, these things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess one thing I would say real quick, 
I'm probably stating something that's super obvious because that's what I'm good at, stating obvious, simple <laughs> things, is uh, like even just assessing, like, am I hungry right now? Am I angry right now? Am I tired? Those type of things, like when I start to feel things or not feel things, like, okay, quick kind of triage. A lot of the times, I'm not saying it's that simple, but that's probably fueling some of it. And just know like, you know what I really need right now? I need to get a good night's sleep. If I can, maybe I'm in a place I can't. or am I, you know, eating well? Am I taking care of my inner life? Those type of things, I think you can't just assume. You have to kind of assess that too. Yeah. So whatever that's worth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I maybe have I've said this before. Um, forgive me for being repetitive, but um, so there's an author named David Murray. I believe he's <clears throat> like Scottish or something. I like him already. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he um, and he wrote a book called Christians Get Depressed Too. It's really really hmm. short, but. Um, I heard an interview recently uh, where he was talking about his book, Reset, which is talking about um, living a grace-paced life in a burnout culture, I think is the subtitle. But um, I think it was him who was saying that often when people call him when they're struggling with depression, something like that, uh, he in, he immediately asks them, you know, what did, what did you eat for breakfast? Hmm. Um, when was the last time you exercised? Um, when have you been going to bed? You know, uh, when was the last time you read your Bible? Um, you know, what, you know, what are you eating for dinner? Or like all these basic things, just kind of like these really practical Yeah. and people are like, the, he says like, people are basically like, why are you asking me that? I have a bigger issue. And he, and he said, and it, most of the time he says, everyone will say, well, I haven't been exercising. I haven't been reading my Bible. I didn't eat breakfast. I didn't go, I was up too late last night, whatever it is. And he just says, all right, do all those things for a week and mm-hmm. then come get back to me. And mm-hmm. he says a week later, no one calls me back. He's like, maybe it's cause wow. they didn't do it and they <laughs> don't think I can help them. <laughs> uh, but he says that a lot of the testimonies just come back to people of neglecting the basics. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's often, it can be a real starter at times yeah. Yeah, just, that we are not doing the right maintenance, even in our lives. Absolutely. We've neglected the very, graces of God of what yeah, we need I mean, as human beings. Yeah. And even to bounce that around, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but just thinking about this last year and a half, two years and COVID and quarantine and stay at home and all of that. I think we all know whether in our own homes or dear friends and family that have and or are very much struggling with depression. Mm-hmm. I mean, teen depression, all of it. Yeah. And a lot of it is because we have been forced to and or neglected the simple things for our own health. And that's being with people. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of new research showing that depression's linked to isolation mm-hmm. and not being known. So mm-hmm. yeah, we need to be with our church family. It's important. So yeah. 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 So much that could be said on this. I would just love to hear more like honestly counsel that God's taught you scripture that comes to mind, um, things you'd recommend to help someone who either is battling depression and, or is wanting to help someone maybe who's in that Mm -hmm. place, right? Like Mm -hmm. what, what else comes to mind, Josh? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to elaborate on this a lot more, but, uh, I think just initially just really practically, I think this episode is coming out in early January Mm -hmm. again, like a time of the year, uh, especially if you're like me and you love Christmas, right? I mean, you're taking down the lights, you're 
taking your tree out of your house, like all this stuff to where everything just feels empty and dark. And, um, you know, January can feel quite depressing, especially Mm -hmm. living in Oregon, the Pacific Northwest. Um, so this is a time of the year where I think people really feel this. Uh, and I, I would say uh, on a really practical level, trying to be proactive in doing the, the regular things that we need to be doing for our maintenance slash, cutting things out of our life that we know are just not helpful. Mm. I mean, you just brought up, um, you know, how much immune teen depression is through the roof and Mm. all this kind of stuff. And I'm not trying to sit here and rag on social media or something like that. But I mean, there are certain things where, man, if you know that for you, social media is what, you know, people have said, it's you looking at everyone's highlights while you're thinking about your lowlights, you know, you're looking at how everyone's life appears to be great. And yours is like, you know, it's not that great. Um, I mean, that's the experience for a lot of people on social media, just using this as an example. So if, if that is a, a something that contributes um, to your depression, if that's something that doesn't cultivate um, healthy thinking in your life, then knowing what those things are um, and cutting those out of your life for a season yeah. until you're in a healthier place are really valuable things. So kind of just thinking through what are the things that help cultivate health emotionally for me? Um, for me, I've even gotten a habit, which this sounds like I'm bragging. I'm not, cause it's not that often, <laughs> but there was a lot of seasons where I'm like, man, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm just not doing well. So I'll literally go for a run. Hmm. Um, and I don't want to do it, but I'm not, I'm not a long distance runner, like a Nick Stumbo or something. So for me, I'm like, I'm out 10, 15 minutes. That's it. You know, mile, mile and a half. I'm home. But for me, like that helps, right? It's, I'm, it's adding something to my life that I know is at least going to help me. It's not going to hurt me. Yeah. So just knowing what helps, like obviously reading my Bible, journaling helps me, um, making sure those are a part of my life, no matter how I'm feeling and cutting the things out of my life that just aren't helpful. Hmm. Like if you're really struggling in a bad season of melancholy, I would even encourage you to cut out some of the, if it's possible, cut out relationships that are more toxic. Hmm. Even though those relationships might be important, pull back on them. Try to spend time with people that are more life-giving. There's a lot of these things that I think maybe it feels like should go without saying, but I know when I'm in that season, I need someone just to go, oh, yeah. who are you spending time with? What What are you doing with, with your time? Yeah. Are you just watching um, Netflix for five hours every night, it's maybe not helping. Right. So what are the things that are going to cultivate this? Um, mm-hmm. even when you don't feel like it, um, for me, it's maybe getting into the gorge, getting up on mm-hmm. crown point, seeing something beautiful, right? Yes. These are the things that help pouring your heart out to God, um, helps. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. No, there's so much that could be said. And, um, I appreciate you that you pastor out of, um, honesty and transparency. I think that helps us, uh, as a church. And so I hope that if if this is connecting with someone who either has battled depression and, or maybe is right now, uh, or really is trying to help someone like to lean into this as a church family and to reach out to your point, Josh, and not just, um, stay in that dark place. Um, if we as a church family could lean into this more, man, we'd bless each other and we'd adorn the gospel in a world that doesn't know how to handle this or pulling apart from each other. And I would just encourage someone to like, to ask for help, 
You know, mm-hmm. there's a place where depression can get into clinical depression, right? And mm-hmm. and and ask for help, but that starts with that small step. So we want to be a church family who talks about stuff like mm-hmm. this. So yeah, yeah, it is hard because I think if you in the, in the, just a general world, like a godless sort of world, mm-hmm. um, people are just going to always want to diagnose maybe some practical self help with you. They're going to want to maybe just give you medicine. I think as Christians, we go we're so thankful for medicine. Like it's, there's no shame in taking medicine Mm -mm. uh, for depression. Uh, There is, um, there's so much good. I mean, everyone should probably go to a counselor, you know, I mean, uh, what's wrong with that? That's going to help you in your life. Um, But we also, as Christians know that that's incomplete, right? That there's, there's more to it than that. Um, And I think that's why sometimes when I'm sitting down with people, um, and I feel like I have a decent enough relationship with them where they know where I'm coming from. Um, I will often ask people without saying, tell me what it is, right? But I'll just say to them, hey, do you feel like you deal with a lot of, of shame in your life, mm-hmm. right? And um, just things that you really regret that have now colored the way you see yourself, you know, because shame says, um, you know, I'm bad, right? Like there's something... Um, we just see ourselves not the way God sees us. Mm -hmm. And um, so trying to help people identify that can be really powerful as well. Um, And that's why I've, I've been so thankful for, um, like we've talked about the Psalms, right? Yeah. I thought it'd be helpful. Maybe you, you brought up a Psalm. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. You want to read from Psalm 42? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think Psalm 42 for me, at least is a really good um, example Mm-hmm. of what it should look like. There should be a proactiveness in our depression because depression, it, it just feels like something that's happening to us Yeah, and we need to take sort of charge of it. <laughs> and I think when we look at Psalm 42, um, you know, it's a, from one of the songs of Korah, uh, it says, as the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. So he's remembering the good days, right? The good moments. Yet he's thinking about how, I mean, what a vivid image. My tears have been my food. Oh, man. What a horrible dinner, right? <laughs> I mean, just... Salty. That is not killer burger. Yeah. You know, that's that's horrible, right? Uh, but then he, he, verse five, right? Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And this psalm, most people think is combined with Psalm 43, because you see that Mm -hmm. refrain. Verse 11, why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And that comes up exactly again, Psalm 43, verse 5. And um, within those verses, between verses 5 and verse 11, um, he talks about his soul being cast down. He talks about um, just feeling like waves are crashing over him. Um, he, he talks about, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning? Um, so there's just so much honesty in that psalm. But what, mm-hmm. I, what I really love about it is the proactiveness of it. Yeah. And um, I feel like I'm talking a lot, but... Um, so I apologize for that, but, no. uh, Martin Lloyd Jones, we were talking about him before 
he probably has my favorite book on depression, um, though it's much bigger than that. It's called Spiritual Depression. And he was a, an, an actual doctor, like physician doctor before he became a pastor and preacher. Uh, but he, he comments on Psalm 42 and he says, have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? Take those thoughts that come to you the moment you wake up in the morning you have not originated them, but they are talking to you. They bring back the problems of yesterday. Somebody is talking. Who is talking to you? You're talking to you. Now, this man, referring to Psalm 42's treatment is this. Instead of allowing this self to talk to him, he starts talking to himself. He says, why are you cast down on my soul? That's his question. His soul has been depressing him, crushing him. So he stands up and says, self, listen for a moment. I will speak to you. And uh, I just, I love that. It's it's just, I think uh, the kids book that our kids have often read is... um, that's a Sally Lloyd Jones little book, and they actually have a chap, a little page devotional on this Lloyd Jones mm-hmm. quote of just talking to yourself. And in depression, we're listening, yeah. we're not talking, and so the Psalms even teach us how to talk to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Why are we cast down? Right, hope in God. Right, listen, self. You know, it might feel weird. It does. It sounds weird even, like you're schizophrenic or something. <laughs> but, I mean, he's pointing out what's true. I'm listening to myself all the time, and I love that. You wake up in the morning, who's talking to you? Yeah. Um, it's just there's a voice there. So, Amen. yeah. No, that's uh, a song the Lord really has used in periods of my life, and especially this last bout with depression was Lord from Sorrow's Deep I Call, mm. and my favorite version is by Matt song. Boswell, and it's based on Psalm 42. It just, uh, mm. yeah, isn't our God good that he would oh, give yeah. his word to speak to his saints knowing we'd struggle with depression? And Yeah, yeah, for me, Absolutely. just real quick, all of Psalms is awesome, but uh, Psalm 73, 26 says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So I know my flesh, my heart's going to fail, including my emotional inner life. It's going to fail me at different times. I'm probably going to ebb and flow sometimes with depression, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And just, I love, uh, the embodiment that Christ meets me uh, where I am. And yet that verse, my portion forever, it points me to mm. uh, future glory in the time where I won't have to struggle with this type of stuff again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Any, there's so much we could talk about here. Oh, Anything yeah. else you think is important to share or you want to recommend even? I mean, uh, again, uh, kind of going back to the shame thing a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and maybe more out of personal experience, but Lloyd Jones in that same book, spiritual depression, uh, promised I get no royalties from selling it, but, <laughs> um, but he says, we must never look back at any sin in our past life in any way, except that which leads us to praise God and to magnify his grace in Christ Jesus. That's just really worth meditating awesome. on. I mean, Robert Murray McShane says something like for every one look at yourself, take 10 looks at Christ. Mm-hmm. It's that same idea that um, you might not even know it, but you'll be thinking about something you're not. Yeah. Something that you think you should be, something that you have done or have have done or haven't done, um, something that actually even is sin in your life prior even to that moment. And it can just bring so much depression, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really just tangled up with in this shame, just like, man, I'm 
I'm not who I should be. And uh, I love that. Don't look back at any sin that you've committed and obviously confessed, been forgiven of. It's a good Christian principle in general, but don't look back at it unless you're looking back to go, thank you, God, for your grace in Jesus. man. I mean, how different would our lives be if that's how we thought of our sin that has been forgiven, right? Just, oh, thank you. Not like filled with regrets. We're we're pressing onward to the upward call, right? Amen. We're 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 grateful for our forgiveness, um, but it's I've used it before. But it's it's not like if if so, someone pays my credit card bill, which I don't own a credit card, but I used to. It, when my parents paid my credit card bill off when I was in college, mm-hmm. I've used this illustration at GBC. Um, that was amazing. Uh, I was, was paid off completely, and I didn't send any more money to the credit card company after that. Um, why would I do that? That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, they've paid for it in full. Mm-hmm. I don't need to keep paying for it. And so shame often is me trying to pay for something that Christ has already paid for, that I'm still sending money with wow. my emotional guilt and depression to a bank. And Jesus is like, uh, your money's not good here. Right. Mm. Like I've already paid for it. And so I'm supposed to like stare at the bill and go, oh, thank you, Lord. So if you're dealing with that sort of aspect of depression, um, it's just a great thing to meditate on. Mm. You know what I mean? And, And so depression goes way broader than that. For a lot of people, it's not always that. But. Um, I think it often can be that for most people. Yeah. Um, that maybe people don't realize it because our world doesn't talk too much about that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a helpful conversation. Just thinking about what you're saying that we're to gaze at Christ and glance at ourselves. I know when I'm struggling with depression, uh, yeah, I just get turned in on myself and insular and navel gazing rather than gazing at Christ. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Thanks. Uh, good discussion. I hope uh, if anyone hears this and you want to talk about this more, uh, please, uh, definitely Josh or I or Jordan or one of the elders would love to, to talk with you. No, you're not alone if you're struggling with depression, especially over this last year too. Um, there are many who have and or are. So please reach out and you can do that to me at mike at greshambible.org. Uh, love you, Gresham Bible Church. We'll put some of these resources we've talked about in the show notes and encourage you even this week to read and pray through Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. All right, until next week. Bye.